0: Alleluia, 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 O Key of David, opening the gates of God's eternal kingdom, come and free the prisoners of darkness. Alleluia Alleluia The Lord be with you and with your A reading from the holy gospel according to Saint Luke you, Lord. In the sixth month the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David and the virgin's name was Mary Coming to her, he said, "'Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you.' But she was greatly troubled at this, and pondered what sort of greeting it might be. Then the angel said to her, "'Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be called Great, and we will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of David his father, and he will rule over the house of Jacob forever.' Psalm 24 occupies a kind of peculiar place in the church's imagination. It's used now at Christmas time and like right, right these last days up before, both in the Mass and in the office, that the priests wind up saying, We say this over and over and over again. Who is this, the King of Glory? Let him enter the King of Glory. O gates, lift higher heads, grow higher ancient doors. Let him come. The King of Glory. We'll repeat it again in six weeks or so at the presentation of the Lord, when he literally comes in the front door of the temple. It's as though the the psalmist, a thousand years before, wrote a song just for the day that Jesus would be coming into the temple. O gates, lift high your heads, grow high your ancient doors, let him enter the King of Glory. And the other place where the church finds this psalm fulfilled is on Holy Saturday, as the Lord descends to the depths of the earth, to death and hell and beyond, to the underworld, to capture those souls long held in prison, in the Middle Ages, this was sort of imaginatively represented, right, as, 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 as though Jesus were literally going into the underworld and busting down the doors. There are tapestries and um, armor, right, that have been etched with images of Jesus riding on a horse with a lance like a knight as though he's going out to do battle with the devil it's like he goes onto the devil's own turf and wins the church turns our minds to this psalm in these waning days of advent because there is another gate that he will pass through in the days to come there is another door which he must enter the key to that door comes from his lineage. O key of David. That's how he's called in the Antiphons today. O key of David. And this language of key is important. When Jesus uh, gives Peter the keys to the kingdom, he's making reference to this custom instituted by King David, which is that the, the chamberlain, the second in command, the vicar general of the king, is the guy who has Bill, Bill, this would be more effective if I'd reached sooner, right, is the guy who has the keys. The guy with the keys literally is the bouncer. He can let you in or let you out. And so the whole of the government is in a certain sense contained in the one who holds the keys. Now in David's time, this was practical, right? All of the necessary items to run the kingdom were literally kept like in the courtroom of the palace. So the king's seal, right, by which he could validate whether something had come from him, all of the the official documents that made him king, the crown and the scepter and the robes, the stuff that showed his authority. Well, Jesus shares in that kingship. This is very important, especially for us here at Christ the King, right, because it's easy to imagine that this language of kingship was something we came up with after the fact and projected backwards on Jesus, Right? So you'll hear this, I don't know, the History Channel or something. Uh, you know, Jesus was just a poor carpenter until the fourth century, and then Constantine made him king. Uh, 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 There's a word for it, but I'm still not allowed to use it from the pulpit. But did you hear what the angel said to Mary? He will be great and called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of David his father, and he will rule over the house of Jacob forever. What king rules forever? David died, Solomon died, Uriah, Uzziah, Hezekiah, they all died. All the good ones died and the bad ones too. And yet this kingdom will have no end. Does his kingdom extend to you? Have we opened our gates bigger? these Advent days or are we closed for business or like mom used to be when the salesman would come turning off the lights and hiding in the basement hoping they don't realize we're at home are we ready willing let alone hopeful to accept him when he comes he is coming at Christmas and tonight So the only question we have to ask ourselves is whether we meant what we said just moments ago. Should we let him enter the king of glory?